0: Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the uh, cave, the bone cave. We've explained why we call it the bone cave. It is uh, it is a joy to come in here and have an office with this many uh, uh, horns around. Friends. Yes. Friends. The, uh, as Friends that don't sass <laughs> Right. <laughs> as Shannon Valdez calls Tracy's room, the dead zoo. <laughs> it kind of is a dead zoo. So anyway, I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones uh, Across the Table. As always, is Brad Dana. Brad, it's good to see you in today. Hello. How was your day?
1: You. It was good. It was busy.
0: Busy is good. Busy is good. And to my left, the infamous bleep.
1: And Brian Leslie, and to my right, we've upgraded Brian Martin. Yeah, Brian Martin's
0: not here, but but Doctor Hook's here. This is not Whitey Um, Bulger. This is no, I call him Doctor Hook because he's got a giant hook on him. Get it, hook, hook. Too bad people couldn't see this. This was a double main beam whitetail. Um, Br- Brad's really a shitty hunter, as you all know. That listen <laughs> to this, and uh, but he he proves that if you spend enough time in the in the <laughs> wild, you can find a dead squirrel can find an acorn. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm totally teasing. I do think I just broke this chair. Holy smokes! Well, you
1: should eat less. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, hold on. Uh, There's a bolt right here. Hold on. Uh, I did. Yeah, that's a bad sign.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, ouch. Jeez, there, how'd that feel? Sweet. So, anyways. Um, we've upgraded Brian Martin's ugly mug for while. I whitey. wish
0: people could see this. So, imagine this. Imagine a 140-inch deer. Nice white tail, right? Good long beams. And then imagine, a on the left side, a bladed eye guard, but it's a double main beam coming up that splits. And then the main main beam has a 9-inch drop tine on it, and then the 2, the G2, goes up about 9 inches, but then it has a serious hook that hooks right around the deer's <laughs> ear on the left side, and that's about 10 inches, and then the other side has three beams coming out of its head. It's kind of and <laughs> crazy, but it isn't is isn't the goofiest-looking thing. And
1: it's got this great big scar. I think it must have gotten run over by a swather or something, a combine or something. It had to have. Uh, it's just all scarred up just isn't that a amazing gnarly, though? crazy deer.
0: but you know what it's better than looking at Brian Martin's <laughs> bald head so Martin calls yesterday I gotta tell you this he texted me last night he goes hey uh, I'm just in a hotel andbon Jabon Jabon and or wherever he's at right yeah and uh, he goes I'm'm uh, um, I'm, I'm available tomorrow for some podcasts so I said perfect that'd be awesome well why are you in all I've heard is cricket since I haven't heard nothing.
1: I've tried to call him. Well, all it's day five long. in the morning. Yeah, well, you get, know Martin. Get your butt up, right? Yeah,
0: get your butt up and let's get going. Let's come so, on, brother. Anyway, so uh we got we got Brad here, we got bleep here. <laughs> did he
1: fill out? Did um fill yes, out? they got
0: a Uriel. That's uh good. they got a Uriel, they got an Ibex, and they got a really nice Marco Polo. So
1: nice.
0: So yep. So uh it's a great adventure. I can't, did, I can't I can't actually can't wait to get him back. We'll do a podcast. Did Polar on
1: that. Vortex hit Tajikistan yeah
0: polar vortex originates
1: in Tajikistan oh it kind
0: of it kind of spreads around the globe from there I think
1: my gosh when it was 20 below here I was thinking of poor Brian at 16,000 feet that that's gonna be chilly. <laughs> he look kind of looked like the stay puff marshmallow man man that's
0: not nice so um but you know I've never been in Tajikistan but in, and let alone in this time of year has Kelly have you been there this time of year uh,
1: January. January how cold was it in January a high of negative fifteen see year. when the high is starts with negative. It sucks, it sucks, and it sucks. That's it's like, just there's no good that comes after negative.
0: Just out of college, I lived just south of Lake Superior in a town uh Baronet between Shell Lake and Cumberland. It was just east of Baronet, about eight miles. Lindley and I's first little farm we had together. And anyway, I remember one year, thirty days, it was minus ten or below. Every day for thirty days, it was Yuck. just and and that, at least it
1: was probably a dry cold though, that, right? Y- <laughs> yeah, that Alberta Clipper came across Lake Superior
0: um. and just it was just miserable. Oh, I bet. So anyway, hey, today uh, I think you're gonna like this one. Uh, I was talking to Brian about this, Brian Leslie, bleep. I should just call him bleep. Um, but uh, Brad and I thought uh, Brian Johnson had uh, was on the phone in here the other night with Brad, and he was just. Going off about all the hunts, and he said he really enjoyed the podcast. And, uh, um, and uh, our mascot's ready to get out of here, huh? It's time to um, the catch. <laughs> so he, uh, Brian Johnson said, oh, man, I love hearing the stories about the hunts and stuff. He goes, but obviously everything always hasn't went that well and went right. He goes, I'd love to hear some of the, you know, the things that didn't go right. So Brian Johnson, here's to you and our Australia friends. Right. That's um, pretty cool. We we have people we we have we you in Australia thank you for listening. Yeah, what about the little town in
1: Illinois? Um and and there's a a, bun, a big group of guys there yeah, listening. I the think
0: I, yeah, Davis, what, junction. Davis, Davis junction, junction, Illinois? <laughs> I think I understand the affiliation to that. Um it could be can incongruency with something else but anyway. But uh Australia's pretty cool. Yeah, we super have, cool. we appreciate you down under. We appreciate you down under and uh um and uh we're looking forward to delivering uh another fun
1: and fact filled Yeah, we even have our application, she wears uh, she's got her little Australian Outback hat she wears in honor of that too. That's <laughs> a Stetson.
0: <laughs> there you do? <You> <laughs> so awesome. Well, we are going to talk about what hasn't went right on some of these trips. And, uh, um, and so what I wanted to start with tonight is uh, or today or whatever, wherever time you're listening to this is that one of the things that we found out early on 10 years ago when we first started booking hunts is that if we wanted to do what the traditional booking agency did, then we would just find outfitters that needed to head spaces and had a fairly reputable, uh, I guess, Um, Operation? Yeah, operation. And then we'd book hunts. And that's all good, but we couldn't really duplicate our process with agents and agencies all over the country. You know what I'm saying? Advisors. So what we found out is that we really did need to vet this and put a vetting team together and start vetting these outfitters. So off we went vetting outfitters. And um, I don't know if anybody's ever read the book. Have you ever read the book Outliers?
1: Mm Mm-hmm outliers it's it's 10,000 what, hours yeah 10,000
0: hours they talk about uh, why why kids make the mlb why kids make the nhl and it's it's usually the ones that are a little older in their class have more time they get more playing time it's all about it's all about the reps. the amount of hours the reps they the get the reps you get exactly and in you can sales, buy,
1: you can buy a great long shoot, long range rifle but you can't buy the trigger squeezes. Right,
0: you can't buy the hours behind the optics. Yeah, yep. and uh, you got to spend the hours behind yep. the optics, and and th- that's you know picking up animals, finding them in your scope, all that stuff. It's a ten thousand hour principle, and it's the outliers, and so you know. I've made a living for 28 years training and developing salespeople in, in our industry and primarily in a different industry. And one of the things I always tell people is activity is your greatest teacher. Activity is your greatest teacher. So Brad and I's greatest teacher um, and Rolling Bone's greatest attribute, I would say, is that vetted uh, adventure catalog we have right. and what we know about them and what we know to expect. Experience, quality, consistency. Mm-hmm. Because we became outliers. Right. And there's not a question. And becoming an outlier means that uh, you're going to have a few strikeouts. You're going to get a few hits to the head with a baseball. Not everything (laughs) goes perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're going to take a little road down memory lane, uh, a little drive down memory lane today, um, and uh, talk about some of that. But uh, the first hunt that Brad and I went on um, together was actually an elk and uh, mule deer hunt yeah yeah in Colorado. Yeah. And we had There wasn't much that went down wrong on that
1: hunt, was no, there? No, not that at was all. Pretty, that, pretty seamless. That was well vetted.
0: <laughs> what was the- and no oh. I'm just saying oh, yeah. and,
1: and, and so but but that doesn't mean they're all gonna go that no. way. No. Well, and then the second one was the brown bear hunt. But even that camp has changed. Oh, that, yeah, that camp, we don't even book for that camp anymore. Right, because
0: we had vetted it over a four or five year period and it changed. But then all of a sudden, life changed with the outfitters. Some of the management there changed, the operations, the way they do things. And so we abstain from even putting people in there mm-hmm. because there's, it's, it's the, the game density um, and the ranch is amazing. But the said result, as you would right. say,
1: the said result is not consistent so the experience is, doesn't live up to, I mean, you can't, you can't even qualify that experience as there's the, there, why even do it? Um, there's just too many other options that are more better, more better.
0: Exactly. And, I mean, And so that's what vetting has done for us. It's provided us the opportunity to just really understand all this stuff. But, uh, um, so, so, but we've been on some interesting hunts. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: y- obviously, you've uh, y- your hunt. I would say you're f- one of your first dropped Alaska hunts. Obviously, things went wrong with it. Well, th- and of course, that's not a guided hunt. That's a dropped hunt where you got abandoned. Yes, and that was pre- you n- Didn't but have it was any- still. But it was it was with a transporter. Yeah, and so uh, we w- of of known quantity and
0: quality. Yep. And, and had a name, had a website, had everything, and was referred to us by somebody that we'd hunted with before. And so, I, because I was trying to think, because which one you were talking about, but I think the one where he didn't come back. Right. Not the one, the, the,
1: the, the, uh, the uh, that was the moose one, not the bear one, right? No, that was the bear, the moose one, obviously, needs to be talked about, too. <laughs> well, we, so, are you talking about our moose one? No, I'm talking about your My first one, one that I wasn't with you on when you got stranded. Well, yes, that was the moose one. So, but we, but oh. we had a local with us that killed a
0: bear. Right. So exactly. But that was, that was a moose hunt for uh, us, for me. Yeah. And, um, and we went with a local, and they said, oh, this guy's amazing, and we, you should book for him, and he's going to be awesome. So off we go to Alaska. What went wrong on that trip? Well, from <laughs> from the night before to that day, a lot. Um. So so, what happened to us? This this outfitter uh, was a guide, and he also had you know with his transporter's license. This was kind of a semi DIY um, uh, moose hunt, is how it was. So it was you sold. Fly, in,
1: fly into Anchorage. So you spend f- the night. Yep,
0: fly into Anchorage, and then we drove down to Soldatna. Soldatna. And so we flew into Anchorage, we drove to Sildatna, we got in there, went to Fred Myers, got all our groceries, uh, which was awesome, and uh, we were looking forward to getting going, and we got pork loins, and we got everything, because there was a camp, okay, and they said that there was stove and fire and all this stuff, so we're like, dude, let, let's, made our meal list, we are ready to go, man. And he goes, don't worry about it, I got coolers, we'll bring it over and put it in the freezer. So we're like, okay, no problem. So 2 o'clock that afternoon, we go meet the guide. He says, we're going to fly out tomorrow no, morning. We go to his place. Now, I don't mind a little messiness when you go to a place because I get it if it's operating. But this place had a little bit extra garbage laying around. Does that make sense? And I was like, I was a little skeptical then. But I right. should even got more skeptical when he goes, just throw your stuff in the freezer out there. And uh, um, I'll plug the freezer in and it'll be fine till tomorrow. Well, it was particularly warm that day. And I got up there the next morning to load our coolers, and it sat in a freezer all night long, the meat. And um and he forgot to plug in the freezer. He had a few too many beers and forgot yeah. to plug in the freezer. So so now we're teetering on a slope here, and I'm going into the wilderness with this guy at the helm, right? right. So anyway, we, we went in. Long story short, it was a absolute mess we flew in and um we're in his super cub and he's shuttling us over um to a little landing strip where they took us over in a 204 206 206 206 206, right so they landed on this little thing and he goes now there's a lot of bear around this time of year so somebody just and and then they shuttle us in in a super cub so which is cool you know that that whole experience with the 206 to a super cub flying into the remote bush it's like yeah I'm living, you know. I'm. It's quite
1: an experience. It's an experience worth doing, and no matter how you do it, um, exactly. Um, it's you know, it's actually I I live for it. Yeah, it's 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 life changing once you get into that remote where you're where you're jumping in uh, with the super cub and the tundra tires and and bouncing in, you know, and exactly. Yeah, that's that's a cool experience. Now maybe you don't want to do it as like. Lucas, like my son kind of would deal. say it's not so cool. Lucas is like, that's not even
0: funny. We left it, and I go, that was a two oh six with the floats, man. That was easy. And he's like, I don't like that. So anyway, so we we get shuttled in, and I was the last one to go in. There was three of us. It was Mark Casman myself, and, uh, and another gentleman. And uh, anyway, um, Badger, uh, I will call Badger, him. <laughs> and yeah, you know him. Yep. And so a great guy. Anyway, um, uh, on the way in. You're on the headpiece, and the pilot goes uh, to your left down there. There's a bear camp if something ever went wrong or something happens. Uh, it's about a four-mile hike straight east, and uh, just go down there in the bear camp and uh, holler. They're usually in there. No problem. They can help you out if anything goes wrong. And I'm like, bear camp go wrong right there. So we fly the rest of the way and in. Boof, 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 we get out. We're all excited. Everything's high. We get all our food. He goes, oh, man, I forgot the sat phone that I promised you. And, but I got half the groceries that we uh, got to get over here tomorrow anyway. Um, so I'll go get Fred Myers. I'll go get groceries, and I'll be back tomorrow. We'll land there. I got to fly over this anyway. And uh, you guys, good luck. Have fun. Uh, here's my camp. He showed us around, and he flew off. And we're thinking, great. Day one goes by. Didn't come back. No big deal. We're hunting. We're okay. We got food. Day two goes by. Click, tick, tick, tock. No, no guy. (laughs) And the weather's clear. Weather's super
1: clear. Not seeing any moose. (laughs) No, no. It's hot.
0: It's hot. So we're drinking a lot. We're eating a lot, and we're not seeing anything. Um, And now the rivers start coming up. Yeah, because what happens
1: when it's hot in Alaska? melting snow melting glaciers and it's like
0: storms because the rivers start coming up so we're getting more and more isolated where we can go day five goes by now we're running a little low on groceries and we're thinking when's this joker coming back it's still pretty hot day six comes and it's overcast and now day six one of the the locals that we're with he shoots a grizzly bear on the, on the river. We see a grizzly bear, he gets a grizzly bear. Now, well, now we got some things to do, right? We've got to get this grizzly bear skinned. we got to get it taken care of. Well, so we're like, we got to get some help. Um, and it's going to be day seven, and we got no food, and what the hell's going on? And so we decide to hike all the way down three and a half, four miles to where he said, because in the back of my mind, it goes, go down there. We get there, and the guy goes, oh, man. And he comes over, he goes, get on the boat, because he hears his hollering. We go, yeah, he goes, cell phone reception if you hike up to the top of that hill right there. And it's like <laughs> a little mini mountain. And he goes, call who you need to call. And I'm like, uh, there, you seem a little like this is ha- put out, but like this is commonplace. And he goes, oh, this happens every year, at least twice a year. He goes, let me guess, he didn't come back. And I'm like, Yep. Well Mark Casman is one of the nicest guys that avoids confrontation he's just a goofball right he wanted to kill this sucker so bad and so we called we called our wives and we told them we were okay we didn't have a sat phone and but if and we called him told them to call this guy and if he wasn't there in two days to pick us up by 10 o'clock in the morning that we were going to call an air taxi and we were going to go down the river two miles to a bank where an air taxi could pick us up Because that outfitter gave us a destination we could get to that an air taxi could pick us up. And we were going to call an air taxi, and he was paying for the air taxi. Well, the next morning, he landed in there. And uh, um, so, anyway. So, needless to say, guess what we haven't ever done?
1: You haven't booked that do-it-yourself (laughs) semi-guided blah, blah, blah. What happened to the guy? Where'd he go? So, he, he went home. He goes, oh, he goes, oh, bad
0: weather back here. I couldn't get across for a couple days. And we're like, you couldn't get across a couple days? Well, you know what the funny thing is about Alaska? is They, that's, it, they have more airplanes flying in and out every day than any other place on planet Earth, right? And guess what they happen to have? Weather records and reports. We knew he was full of crap. So
1: he honestly was just, he, he was a money grabber. Alaska is isolated. Did you know there are more paved roads in Afghanistan than Alaska? I did not know that. Is that a fact? Well, that's what that guy from Grant Air, remember on that other drop deal that we did? Remember that guy? Oh, remember? that's remember? right. Remember, super good dude, that uh, he, he ran that Grant Air station in, that's in Bethel? That's right, in Bethel. And, yeah, uh, they had a TV show with that guy later on. Right, because yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were there and we were on our sat phone because our cells wouldn't work. And he goes, well, what are you guys doing? And we said, oh, we're just getting some stuff lined up. And he says, oh, jump in. I'll give you a ride. He goes. Oh, yeah, because that was when we called
0: Lindley on the sat phones to get us the nicest hotel right. in town. She called hotel. back, and she goes, this might not meet
1: your standards, Brian, <laughs> but I assure you, it's the nicest hotel in town. So according to the manager at Grand <laughs> Air, in Bethel, Alaska. Yeah. And I, I don't I have no super reason. Super good guy. I super forgot about that. Super good guy. Yeah. Yeah, super uh, he was a big jovial just really good guy. Yeah, um, five, high like five a, to Grand Air yeah. on that deal. Yeah, that was and and we Grand stored, Air was always really good. Yeah. They were. And they Grand stored Air, up Air, Regal Air, yep. really good. Yep. So, uh yeah. And that that hunt was uh, that was an interesting hunt too. Stuff oh, didn't go perfectly right there. So, so yeah. So so tell
0: me about that. So
1: <laughs> so to back this whole story up, we probably need to have Mother Nature uh, a conversation about that too, because that year, which I don't I don't remember what year it was, but maybe not everybody remembers this. But in Spearfish, South Dakota, on October fourth, yada yada yada, year we had Winter Storm Atlas. Winter Storm Atlas. In 24 hours, dropped 68 inches of wet, heavy snow in and the north. Before it
0: dropped, the snow, it dropped like six inches of, of, rain, of rain, which is really what killed all the animals.
1: Yep. And so... Because
0: it wasn't over 300 300,000
1: head, 000 head yeah. of cattle died. died they drowned. South. They drowned. They were diagnosed as drowning under yep. the snow. Um, so it was a huge storm. And... We, you, and I went up, and and Russell, our buddy Russell, <laughs> who'd never been on <laughs> never an, been never on been an airplane,
0: airplane. <laughs> he'd never been on airplane, and I told him, I said, two things you need to make sure, and don't be a cheap cowboy on this. Sh-. I said, go get yourself a good pair of a good sleeping bag, bag and a good sleeping <laughs> bag. Don't, do not skimp <laughs> on that. He's like. So- Okay, gotcha. And I'm like, Oh my god, Russell. He shows up to the airport with eleven knives and No, uh, not it was nine, wasn't it? I don't know. Nine knives.
1: He had nine bags. I'm like and yeah. I look in his bag and I'm
0: just throwing <laughs> shit back in his truck.
1: What and do you want? Like, well we're butchering moose, aren't
0: we? And I'm like, Yeah, and you got a butcher with you. I can sharpen a damn knife. You got you got a choice. Two knives. Okay, the rest of them goes in there. What do you want here? And we just literally one of
1: his one of his checked bags was his sleeping bag. <laughs>
0: So freaking big, and it was, it was a 1974 checkered plaid uh, with the styrofoam in it. I'm like, oh, you so, are gonna die. So
1: his raincoat is a plastic poncho that he spent two bucks on. The first time we get out there, he whips it out. Yeah, it gets I mean, cold and ripped. Ten minutes, it's dead. But anyway. So we went. We were doing a dropped moose hunt on that deal. Yeah, another one. We were and checking a moose, out yep. a. Uh, um, we were doing a semi. Well, yep. that was a that was an unguided yeah. drop, do it yourself yeah. type thing. Yep. And uh, so that it just coincided with Winter Storm Atlas, which we left uh, mid-September. We were getting done at the end of October. We never made it back to Spearfish because we got snowed out in uh, yeah for three days we stayed in my condo in in denver Denver. yeah and uh
0: awful awful so we get on there and it starts up in alaska now you gotta remember we're just south of Nome. we fly into a little town called uh alakanuk and it's a village it's a native village and the natives there a big shout out to our uh, arthur and his family right um they were so much fun and 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 they helped us get the equipment to get up the river and all that stuff and we just had a blast but but if it could go wrong on that, it would go wrong on that. First of all, the U- the Yukon makes parts of the Mississippi look like a sissy. Yes. It's that it's big. A big r- it's well, big. of course, we're
1: at the very, very end. The is the last village before the, the Yukon – Dumps into Not quite, the Bering Sea. but almost it wasn't yeah it was, no, there was super, another oh, there was another because that's super, where he went
0: and got all the candy Russell did that
1: I time. thought that was one up but anyway it doesn't matter it's uh, it was right there at the end of the Yukon yeah. so I mean it the Yukon just keeps barreling and barreling yeah. and getting bigger and bigger and bigger it, right giant uh, so <laughs> so go ahead yeah so I mean things that things that we we were packing relatively light because. You know, it was a September hunt. Well, and we were told by –
0: so we were going to go with Badger again, but Badger was having some uh, issues personally – And the day we get there, he goes, oh, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I got charters, I got flights. You're actually the guy, you're you're, you're our local buddy that knows this place and said we need to go up there and just rent these damn boats and go up 27 miles or 58 miles and come back down and we'll kill moose. And we're like, now you're not going? So what do you do when you're – uh in your early 40s and you got more testosterone than brains we went we went <laughs> yes yeah, so. i told
1: these guys i said oh what could go wrong <laughs> right so yeah that was interesting because we got dropped off on the gravel uh landing strip
0: and if we had if we had a dollar for every time somebody calls in here and says i want to do a dropped alaska thing wh- what uh, what company do you have that does those and dropped like, alaska's tough yeah dropped a lot but anyway go ahead so yeah. i'm sorry
1: so we get dropped off. And, and when I, when any plane comes in, they, they're bringing supplies too, because this is the only way, well, by sea or by, by air, that's the only way to get there. Because there's no, really no roads. There's a little, one little road around this little village and, uh, we get dropped off and it's cold now, you know, that storm starting to barrel in and we're digging through our stuff, grabbing our puffies and putting it on. And, Pilot's just dumping stuff, you know, all the supplies, and he goes, "You guys ever been in there before?" I go, no. Nope. And he kind of pauses, and he goes, "You sure you want me to leave you here?" And we're like, "Why?" And he goes, I, he goes "No, I go, I go. Have you have you ever been into a Lachanuk? And he goes, "No,
0: I've flown over it by air." <laughs> now, now. I got to tell you cuz our friends the Lackenuck it, it wasn't as super good. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as he said it was going to be. It was a nice village. Yep. You're right. Emonic. was the other village up from that. Mm-hmm. And, and um whole, and that was up from it. No, yeah. You you're right because um uh Alachanuck is almost right on the mouth right of on the, the mouth Bering. of the Bering
1: Sea, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was yep. thinking. And so anyway, we uh, we got to the Yukon River, you know, we got our made our way up to Alakanuk and we jumped right in the boats and headed out. But on that trip, we had we were under underpacked because you simply can't Well, we thought it was gonna be more yeah. of a backpack. And this is the part
0: of vetting right. an outfitter that you don't know. <laughs> and so we didn't have anybody that told us any of this stuff. We were like, we watched Dropped Alaska Project Dropped Alaska by some television show that was, you know, overfunded and had a bunch of money and knew what they were doing. Not us. We're, hey, listen, we're Wild West guys from Western South Dakota and Iowa. We can take this, <laughs> shit, man. We got uh. this.
1: And, uh, well, we kind of, we got it all right. So we got, we suffered from frostbite on that trip. Hypothermia. <laughs> when Rus- trip. Russell came out of the
0: tent one night and he goes, uh, you might want to go back in there. You're a uh, dentist doctor buddy. He ain't doing so good, and I went in there, and I go, "Hey, Brad, how you doing?" He goes, "Uh huh," and I go, "Brad, you there? You okay?" He goes, "Huh? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay in here." I go, I look at him, I'm like, "Brad, you're shaking really bad." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good." I goes, I, I'm not hungry. I'm I'm not I, I just I just need to sit down. I'm like, no, we need to get you by the fire and wore your quorum temperature up because you're not doing well, brother.
1: Well, we just couldn't get warm. I oh, mean it man. was just and it wasn't it wasn't like it was 20 below like it has been. No, here. But it didn't matter. We didn't but have it, the right clothes. It, our core it, yeah. temperature was low. We just couldn't get, you know, it was just wet enough and cold enough, and we just could we could never and we went up there, we were gonna buy tents, we were gonna leave it with some of our friends. I mean, literally, Sportsman's Warehouse was out of moose tags when we went to buy moose tags. So you bought a damn uh, uh, summer fly. Right.
0: And I'm, I'm telling you, we were packing grass goose around our tents uh, to stay warm. Goose grass, yeah. Uh, goose grass. I had a zero marmot tent or a, um, bag. So I was warm. But what was happening at night, my core temperature would rise. And my feet were totally numb. I couldn't even feel them. They just and if I did, it was like they're on fire. And Brad goes, "You might be laying on your sciatic nerve or something." And I'm like, "In mm. day four, uh, day four or five of this." Brad goes, "Let me see your feet." And they were yellow and waxy. And he's like, "Dude, I don't think this is super positive, man." <laughs> so I ended up getting, I ended up getting frost. We Real, bo- all got. Yeah. You, you, got, you got, and I both got. You frostbite. got a
1: really bad frostbite but, on your feet. But, I got bad frostbite, but not, not permanent. Yeah, um, so might, I still have neuropathy still get yeah, yeah, from it. Yeah, My so. left
0: toe still hums every day. And some days are worse than others. But all my nail beds turned black and yellow. And all the skin peeled off. And then, and when it did, then it was just super nice and pink. But you couldn't touch those suckers. It felt like somebody was taking a hammer to them. Putting socks on was, like, excruciating.
1: So we were zipping down the Yukon River one night. <laughs> and if you've ever seen Christmas Vacation, you know when uh, – when uh, Chevy Chase looks over and there's uh, there's the hot blonde driving beside him, and he starts daydreaming, <laughs> boom! And he and he he comes out and he jumps the station wagon, right? And he's like, "No, that's true. We did that. fifty yards, Rusty. Fifty yards, right? Well, we hit a stump in the river, in the middle of the river, pitch black, pitch ass black, just dark, 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 dead of night, and the boat the the boat goes nee, and just chokes out." <laughs> <laughs> and we land, and, and it's it's like nothing.
0: You And you can't see your hand in front of your face. It's black. All you can hear is water trickling on the side of the banks in the slough. And all the headlights come on, and we're like, right. holy smokes. So here's Russell and I. Back there on the boat, and we're like, the tie rod's bad. Brad, turn the wheel to the left a little. Right, don't, don't stop, Brad. Back the other way, Brad. And we're with a bar trying to straighten the tie it rod. It. And then we're like, okay, if we can get that back to normal, so we can at least turn left and right, and get the steering wheel unlocked, then we can maybe turn this thing on and mutter back to right. uh, our camp.
1: Because we did want to get back to our sleeping bags, no matter how. But uh, so we got back to the be- we we got back to the beach, and I looked at Brian and I go. We own a booking agency. We should probably be doing this. Why aren't we hunting with outfitters that cut all the stuff up and, there? And right? I'm like, well, but everybody's calling about these drop things. He goes, yeah, and
0: this shit's working out real well for us. Now, mind you, the first night we kill a moose. Yep, I mean okay? we killed three moose, and then that the day before that we killed no, yes, the day before that, the day before the accident. Okay, I called Linley and I said the the weather on the Yukon's really bad on the sat phone. And I said, I'll call you tonight when we get in, okay? But we're in really rough, bad weather, and it's rough seas. We're going to relocate and go up this different slough about 40 miles from here. So we left, and we got into camp late that night, set up camp. The next morning, we took off went hunting right away, a little break in the weather. And then that night, we hit the dam, um, we hit the dam, Vlog or whatever it was. So now it's two nights I haven't called Lindley, and I told her I'd call her, and I hadn't called her. On the third night we get back, I'm like, dude, I got to call Lindley today
1: And it's rougher than the cob. The Yukon is terrible it, weather. I mean, this little this little 28 foot aluminum boat we turned it into the USS Asswhacker. I mean, it's yeah. just,
0: thunk, thunk, thunk. it was just, it was just terrible, and so. What happened was, while this was going on, in one of those native villages. It was, um, that, it was that village. It was a um, Was it a Lakanuk? It was a Lakanuk. So four of these uh, natives um, strapped themselves to a boat and, and went out from one village to another. And they'd been drinking or whatever, and the boat broke in half. And three of them drowned, and they found one of them um, with severe hypothermia. And I'm sure he would have rather been dead than alive when they found him.
1: 18 hours, eighteen shivering hours. on the beach.
0: So now, I haven't called home in three days. This is all over the news in Alaska. And one of our bear outfitters that we were with, him, right. was, we still book a ton of bears yep. with, um, his wife called Lindley and said, have you heard from the boys? Because we had it all over social media. We were going up there. And he said, have you heard from the boys? And she said, I haven't. And she goes, well, I'm not trying to scare you. But um, four guys went down in a boat and three of, of them a, are dead. Out of a of Out of a of And she goes, So I, if you haven't heard from them, she goes, I don't know what's going on, but I, I just I'm I'm scared and sick. Hopefully it's not the guys, because they were posting that's where they were going in, and now this is what happened out of that village. And so I call Lindley on the sat phone and I hear, hello. And I go, I go, Lindley? And she just breaks out bawling, crying. She's like, oh, my God, Brian, you're okay. You're alive. And I go, yeah. What's, I said, what's going on? Do you need me to come home? She goes, oh, my God. And then when she caught her breath, she goes, did you guys hear that four guys got drowned or three guys drowned and one got found in a boat? And we're like, no, well, how would hell would we have heard anything? <laughs> we didn't hear. We, we didn't hear nothing. We've been hunting.
1: So Brian gets off the phone, and he goes, have you called Susie lately? You want to call your wife. I go, no, I haven't. So, so I call home. And I go, hey, hon, how are you? Have you been watching the national news at all? And she goes, no, I'm just busy chasing kids. Whatever. Why? I no reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Lily's freaking Uh-oh. out. And uh,
0: um, anyway, you know what? We killed a 55-inch moose on that trip. Yep. I, pa- you killed a moose on that yep. trip. Um, and We passed up and, a bunch. And, and, and we killed, and and um, and and the guy we were with, yep, killed he a killed moose a moose on that trip. Yep. And I passed up a bunch. Yep. And. Um, primarily because they didn't want to cut up one more damn piece of meat. That's <laughs> all right. And uh, three moose in one 10-day period, and we saw a bunch of moose. And to yep. be frank with you, amazing adventure. Yep. Just wouldn't want to send nobody on it.
1: No. Well, yeah, I mean, it was an amazing adventure, just not everything went right. I mean, right. and you can't control – I because I remember one day we, we landed on – you know, we came up and, and came out of a slough and pulled up on the beach. Some of these natives from Alakana showed up. And it was pulled, like a party. They just converged. In yeah, the they just came, they saw us and they forty
0: miles from town up, this, pull, up these rivers
1: pulled up off of the beach and they offered us. They had the Tupperware thing full of whale blubber.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and they offered
1: us whale blubber. And and I was Bra- like,
0: no, that's Brad's. Like, nah, I'm good. And 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 my buddy's like. Nah, I'm good. And they're like, "Oh, you guys, cut it!" And they're looking at me like, "You better do it, because we all don't want to be and disrespectful." I, I'm pretty
1: good about trying new things, but I did, i couldn't do whale so blubber. So you knew <laughs> how to do the whale blubber,
0: and the, the most finicky eater of the group. How was it? These, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no disrespect gosh. to whale blubber, but I believe it might be an acquired taste since you were a baby. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, I, it was like it was like just just like and I hate liver anyway and it was kind of like a livery rubber uh, it wasn't good.
1: You know what? I would do that again because I don't, I mean, I we'd have better gear. You know, We'd, we'd do it different. We'd do it different. Right. You know, and we, now, we made and now, some mistakes. And now
0: we have three or four outfitters that are just genius at it. Yeah. You get your raft. Yep. They check in on you. Yep. You get your sat phone. You yep. get all, they have, all you do is bring your warm right. layering systems. They have your food, your camp stuff. They have everything. If we, we would have done it all over again, we spent the same money and yep. we figure this out now, now we'd go do it yep. with one of our outfitters that does this and they equip you you with it. But as far as an adventure DIY, we killed three
1: moose could have killed five. Well we even I mean let's put this in perspective we have some of our very best outfitters that offer a a drop do it yourself. Right. In the same place
0: as I killed that 67 inch In the
1: same exact place and it's cheap money compared to because that's the most expensive moose hunt on the planet. Yeah you can hunt the same thing. Same exact you just got to pack it yourself. Yep you just got to do all the work. You don't you, you know if you're comfortable cutting up a However big these moose are, you know, 1,500-pound yeah, moose. which most people aren't. Uh, that's that, okay. Yeah. They can learn. Speaking of, you know, one of the common themes in this conversation has been things that didn't go right. Sat phones. Yeah. I remember renting a sat – this was before we had sat phones. Yep. And we rented a sat phone from that night store. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> well, that's where it was from, that little dude. And – and I called him 20 times. 20 and he kept times. dodging me. Yep. And, and he kept dodging it. And so we had one of our buddies in Alaska local call. guy
0: we were having a beer yes. with goes, I'll call him. And, and literally, he just laid into him. He right. goes, You son of a.
1: I'll, going, give them, I'll give them their money back. You, you give No, them. they don't want their money back. They want their damn sat phone that they rented two months ago. Yeah. And, and right. He, he goes, They came here to get a sat phone for you. You give us
0: Alaskans bad names. We should treat these people better. Don't you screw them. I mean, and the guy. Fifteen minutes later, he's at the restaurant we were at eating, giving us a tutorial of it, apologizing. Yep, we got our sat phone. But a lot of that stuff—that—that's what makes—that's what makes what we do. It's just like this, so, you know. Some some uh, like I wanted a business, and what we've been able to create is an opportunity. If people want to go with a different outfitter, if you're a member of us, we do this service for a lot of people. They call us up and they go, "Hey, um, I found an outfitter. Can you tell me if he's legit?" We'll do the vetting. If you're a member and it's not one of our outfitters, but you still want us to book through it, you're not crazy to do that because we can do the vetting process for you and we can hold them accountable because they don't want us to go. And so we have a little bit of leverage with the outfitters. But for the most part, outfitters, these outfitters we have on here today are amazing. Right. I mean, our yep.
1: outfitters, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I want to do a convention just uh, with our outfitters. Oh, my gosh. That On that same trip – I remember how I got frostbitten hands because you were holding the light I had, because one of the next nights when we we're zipping down one of those sloughs, I had that big Phoenix Yeah, and that was the night I had a torch. conversation
0: with the driver. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're not doing this. I said, I said to the Let's driver of the up. boat,
0: I said, hey, I just want to explain a couple things. He's 45 years old and has a dental practice and three young kids. I have two kids in high school, and I'm 45 Uh, years old, and I have a a business that I have developed that I would like to live the fruits of. And my (laughs) buddy's a rancher, and we're all three in the same place. You need to slow your – we're not into this shit anymore, okay, flying down (laughs) these sloughs. And we're like, or we're driving. He's like, okay, I'll slow down.
1: Right, I about got launched out out of a boat in the Squintna in Alaska too one time. We were. <laughs> oh, God. That was nothing compared to my bobber ride down that damn thing. <laughs> no. Why is the is the the same theme of what do, what what doesn't go right? It must be Alaska. Part of it's Alaska. Yeah. It, it's just so it, remote well, and so wild and y- so gnarly. You need to be with somebody that
0: knows what they're doing in Alaska if you want to maximize the experience or have all the right equipment and be pretty handy. Right. Um. I mean it. Uh, I I was watching Billy Moles the other night, and uh, he took some guys, and the river came up, and one of the guys went under. And, uh, you know, he's from Wisconsin, and this was his lifelong dream, and he jumped in after him and saved his life. And you don't ever leave Alaska in the morning to go hunting and go, oh, things are going to go bad. You leave Alaska to go hunting in the morning, you leave your camp, and go, Things could go bad, right? And you got to be prepared no matter what. I mean, it's just it is what it is. It'll chew you up and spit you out, and uh, um, and you know what? I've been there fourteen times. I, you know, right. I, we talked about in the beginning an outlier at this, and I'm not saying we're everything, right?
1: But who's been in more camps than us? Well, it's funny because uh, the Hobbit he went under one time, and he'd been telling. So the they have the they have these young guys. They're called packers. They they're basically a a guide in training because you know they gotta they gotta get their lineage. There's going. an internship. There's an internship. Yep. So they give that the, because this guy, I mean, the packer comes in. He's 20 years old. Doesn't have doesn't have. He, he's got the worst gear, right? He's got the big old heavy jacket, the big <laughs> old heavy backpack. He's got so much crap of his own. He can't pack any of your stuff, you know. But he's learning. He's learning right. the ropes. And uh, and every every five or ten pounds he can take. It was right? a lifesaver for you, right? So, <laughs> but my guide, uh, he, he he was crossing the river, and this was one of those super warm years, and those glacial streams—they got just, high. They just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and the Hobbit went in, and he had this big Gregory Red backpack, and I can remember because I was wiped out. It was about sixteen hours of packing, and I had I had a heavy load. And like 40 pounds, it was like yeah, it was almost pushing 40 pounds. And so, so I okay maybe 80, but anyway. I dropped my I dropped my sticks and I took off and I just grabbed him. All I could see was the top, <laughs> and I pulled him. I pulled him and pulled and he of course he's got this huge pack and now it's full of water and everything's drenched. Right, right. You're and he's there. like, I got it, I got it, I got it. You're choking this. Out of me, and I thought, "Okay, so, so I let him I let him loose, and he crawls out. Looked like a drowned rat, man. He was, and it was, it, it was kind I of just, a shot. I just had that happen a few weeks ago. Oh my God,
0: Alaska! But, I looked like a drowned rat. My
1: poor Packer. Because he was afraid of these stream crossings. Because you know you do. Well, and 50 usually, of them. if
0: you're afraid of something, that's yeah. going to be your nemesis. That you're going to yeah. be challenged on that trip by what you fear the most. Yep. And because it's usually false evidence appearing real. And uh, I think that very same trip, I was told to stay left. And, right. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and and they go, did I tell him to stay left? Shit, I meant
1: right. So anyway, but because uh, because yeah. like the packer, I think his name was Dylan or Dalton. He Dalton, was, Dalton, the young, young kid. I remember him. Yes, good dude, but you know, he was scared. It was like a young horse trying to cross the water. You know how they get prancy? Yeah. That's how he would cross, do these stream crossings. I'm like, dude, slow it down. Get, right. And go with the current. Most yep. people want to fight that current. Right. Just let your feet wander with the current and go downstream, you know? He, he looked, because we told him, if you go down, pop your pop yeah, your backpack your loose, belt, and slip out and get out. You don't want to, yeah. don't get drugged do down by here. Do not have this one. Dude, don't have that too. one <laughs> clip. Yep. And so the Hobbit goes under and he's got a big pack and he's a little guy, but he's stout, you know, and uh, he's looking and and we get him drug out. And he goes, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't pop your pack. You didn't get out of your pack. And he goes, I get $9,000 in this pack. I wanted to make sure I was totally screwed before I ditched it, right?
0: Yeah, but you can't. So so a 22-year-old kid with no experience yeah. does he can't calculate that in his mind cuz right. fear overtakes him, you yeah. know? Cuz I've had a situation like that before too and you're like, "Okay, I got I got 8 to 10 grand on my back. Um there there's a broken arrow point and it's right. not yet." Right. Um and so you know, but those kids get they they get nervous. But you know what? We all get nervous. We yep. all get scared. I would be lying if that most times the 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 fear is what fuels me, and that's why I like to go out to Alaska. That's why I like British Columbia. That's why I like the remotest places, like the, where we went on that uh, um, mountain goat hunt. Mountain goat hunt. That was
1: amazing.
0: When 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 Aaron says nobody's been back here for probably fifty five years, right? I was
1: like, dude, it, it, it yeah. just
0: like. And it took us a day and a half. When we went to the end of the trail, two days to get there. Right,
1: and then you start chopping your way through new stuff that you.
0: We rode all day, made camp, got up the next morning early, rode all day, made camp, and had just enough light to ride up two miles and to come back two miles. And uh, to look for goats. And the next morning when we're sitting there having breakfast and there's three billies on top of the mountain right above you, you're like,
1: yes. Oh, I can't wait to get up to his new camp. Yeah. Just I'm drooling like a Pavlovian dog, you know.
0: It's a British Columbia. British Columbia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And B.C. is
0: special. It's so special, Brian. It's just like, oh, my gosh. There's something about it, you know, and you know I, I'm not gonna be able to do this forever. You know what I'm saying? We we all get old, right. and and fortunately, right now I feel like I can. But uh, yeah, uh, that be- beard
1: gets any longer and grayer though. You're just it doesn't matter what your joints are like. The beard's gonna tap it, you out. <laughs> it's, it's looking it's looking
0: it's looking pretty white. Pretty. Oh. Well, here's the reality: I'm not I'm not shaving it, or I'm not even I'm not shaving it. Period. But I'm not trimming it until next week um, when I kill something over 175. Five inches So tell and it us. It has a curl.
1: Let's wrap. Let's wrap because I mean we could go on with stories of what things that didn't go perfectly for right. hours and hours. Yeah, but th- this is fun to even do this because
0: I don't think people. I think I think everybody deserves to know how much time and effort we've put into this over ten years vetting these outfitters. Yep. And when you say we could stop it not all things go wrong, I would like to make a couple points, okay? Because I'd like to do a little bit of education with this. And, and give you some perspective um, because if you're sitting there listening to this and you're Dennis in Peoria, Illinois going, hey, I'd like to go on a hunt. What can I expect? There, there's three things I want to um, make sure you understand. Number one, we're a phone call away. 605-644-8000, you call us up. We'll answer every question you have, and there's no dumb questions, okay, because people have never done this. The only reason they're not doing it is fear, and, and, and being frivolous. They don't want to waste their money or time, and they're scared to do it. And, and we can erase those two issues, okay? And we can tell you it's going to be worth it, and we can send you the right place. But the second thing I want to tell you is that you have to be amicable when you're on these trips. If we tell you you're flying into Dead Horse, and if the weather's bad, your outfitter wants to get you, and you just got to learn to be a hippie for a minute. Learn to be a backpacking bum and just a veg out. You know, you're going to get to Soldatna and you might have to just sit in a hotel room with your feet up and order pizza because you're going to wish you'd had a pizza in about 10 days when you get in there. But shit happens. Weather happens. You can't get in. Your outfitter wants you there more than you want to be there. Right. He doesn't want you sitting in Dead Horse. He doesn't want you sitting in Sildotna. He doesn't want you sitting in Fairbanks. He doesn't want you, Regal Air doesn't want you looming around.
1: We're going to have a a lot less weather problems in Mexico than we ever have in Alaska. Right. <laughs> right.
0: But I guess even there, things can go wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I guess you got to be a little fluid. You know what I'm saying? And, and the second thing, or the third thing I would tell you, is be willing to jump in and make it better, not bitch about why it's not right jump in and be willing to make it better instead of bitching about what's not right. Because, you know, that doesn't... And usually that'll correct a lot of the issues with the hunt. We've been on a lot of hunts. I went on a hunt two years ago. Uh, you're going to giant animals. This is going to be unbelievable. This is great. Okay, this is an uber-expensive hunt of this species. Right. <coughs> I spent 30 miles on my feet, passed up six animals, and uh, the, the guide was like... Are you going to shoot that? Well, that's not as big as we are looking for. And right. and he was disappointed in me. But, and I wasn't, it's a hunt for somebody, but it wasn't the hunt for me. And it wasn't what I was looking for. But that's why we've had him. Well,
1: we, we both have had those same yes. experiences where we go and, the expectation is not what's delivered your mule deer hunt uh, the, the exact same a- thing. exact
0: same thing you went and, and tried a mule deer hunt because before we send a tracy valdez or a jim bringhurst right. or a yada 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 on the or a jim banano right. or or a, 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 a brian
1: johnson S- seth
0: you know, whatever S- yeah seth murphy we, we
1: gotta we gotta know it's because sometimes it's easier to say on the <coughs> phone what you're hunting excuse me then once you get there and uh, proof is in the pudding, so yeah. to speak. I mean, you spent
0: twelve thousand bucks and went, oh, we can't send anybody here." Did you get a deer? Yep. Is it what you were expecting? Nope. And 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 so you know, there's a lot that goes into this, um, but this was fun because we have it every year, and, yeah. and and it's not a waste of our time and energy. But we waste our time and energy if you wanted to look at it like that to make sure we don't waste yours. Right. Does that mm-hmm.
1: make sense? Whether it's getting enough- it- a... Is this okay? Whether it's getting a flat tire on a 71,000 acre lease, <laughs> damn near on the exact farthest place you can. And
0: you have to hike eight miles,
1: uh. and then finally somebody comes and picks you up, and you're like,
0: hey, hey, brother, <laughs> jump in. <laughs> we're like, where are you at? Well, we're back there eight miles. Holy smokes. That would have been a 31-mile hike. Well, Yeah, well, what we're going to do is sit there and cry, you know, so you do what you got to do. At least so, it was
1: nice out then.
0: <laughs> well, hey, if you're in Alaska or Nebraska, as my buddy Brad said one time on a television show, from Alaska to Nebraska, okay, or Australia to England, right, we appreciate you listening today. Uh, be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you find your fi- uh, podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations. If you like, leave us a review, good or bad. It helps, and give us some topics to go over. This topic today was compliments of Brian Johnson, and uh, um, and somebody else just said the uh, uh, two
1: in one day. What did I tell you? what was the other one? Um, I don't because somebody's gonna go, hey, that was me. And and, hey, God, Whitey, thanks for your input. You're, uh, Yo, you're you're much better looking than Brian, but you're a lot more quiet, Mister Hook, <laughs> and way less perverted. So that's for sure,
0: without question. Well, listen. Be safe, stay healthy and until next time, happy on.